Welcome to a Michael and Us special report. This is your host, Will Sloan, here with... Luke Savage. And special guest... Dinesh D'Souza. No, I'm, I'm Chris Berube. Hello. <laughs> We're convening this special meeting because our good friend, Chris, who you will recall from our Bowling for Columbine episode... Our most listened to episode. Uh, you know, he's he's moving on. He's going to greener pastures where, where all the dogs of the world can frolic <laughs> on, on a beautiful farm somewhere in peace. Um, don't, don't suggest I'm going to die, though. I'm pretty sure I have a few years left. Uh, you're dead to me. <laughs> I, I am moving soon for a very exciting job thing, but... I would not miss the opportunity to come on this show and talk about maybe the most important documentary of our lifetimes. Yeah, uh, now especially. Yeah. Uh, we watched, uh, this is a movie that we talked about, of course. So this has nothing to do with Michael Moore, by the way. No, well, but, okay. but but it's kind of like part of the, the cosmos <laughs> of, of Michael Moore. He's the conservative Michael Moore. Like, that is, <laughs> yeah. that is a tag frequently, I think, and appropriately applied to him in terms of some of the... the concerns that i have with dinesh d'souza if there were no fahrenheit 9 11 there would be no 2016 obama's america the film that we watched today yeah i mean as members of the toronto young republicans i know (laughs) i know that this is a movie that spoke to us very strongly for a long time i sat between the two graves and wept the pain i felt was my father's pain my questions were my brother's questions their struggle my birthright obama has a dream a dream from his father That the sins of colonialism be set right and America be downsized. Americans did not know him, and he knew that too. And he knew people were projecting all of these things onto him. It's been a long time coming. But tonight, because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, change has come to America. America has a dream from our founding fathers that together we must perfect liberty and America must grow so liberty grows. Which dream will we carry into 2016? So, okay, I guess we should set up who Dinesh D'Souza is. Okay, and why we watch this. So this movie came out four years ago, right before the 2012 election, and Dinesh D'Souza says that it influenced a million people (laughs) to vote for Mitt Romney instead of Barack Obama, which seems impossible Yeah, because it made, like, 30 million dollars at the box office which is like very that. successful which is actually a lot considering how shitty this movie was yeah yeah which i mean given everything it's like i i think like a lot of people probably were watching this just out of fascination but it, it seems impossible to me that a third of the audience of this movie were undecided about the election <laughs> yeah. and then and watched, watched it, it and like oh actually and we're yeah. like oh my god i knew nothing about like barack obama geez um so yeah but this movie it came out in 2012 it was supposed to be the movie that was like going to uh, the same way that Fahrenheit 9-11 was going to get Bush out of office, uh, was supposed to just unseat Barack Obama before his second term, and uh, failed. Failed miserably. <laughs> and like Fahrenheit 9-11, it's kind of a conspiracy theory documentary, um, which uh, seeks to explore the hidden motivations, you know, convoluted scheme of hidden influences on the president. But of course, like a lot of what Michael Moore does, uh, it's actually just like noting all these things that are totally in the public record and then just torquing them very slightly and making kind of arbitrary connections to sensationalize things. Uh, so like, you know, it'll be some two generations back, some family connection to somebody who was in the Kenyan independence movement who had communist sympathies mm-hmm. and therefore Barack Obama's a communist. Uh, End scene. 
one of the reasons we're doing this movie right now is because uh, Dinesh D'Souza has a brand new film that's storming the box office as we speak called Hillary's America, A Secret History of the Democratic Party. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it, but it is... Go and watch it right now. It oh, is God. beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of wigs, that trailer. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie that sees Dinesh um, pulling back the curtain on the Democratic Party and discovering that, in fact, it was the party that was... Uh, promoting slavery wow uh, i know you like how have the democrats swept that under the rug <laughs> whoa 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 what <laughs> and then and then uh goes to modern day to uncover the democrats current plot which is to take over the entire country the the democrats want to take over america the most valuable thing ever produced and their strategy for taking over america seems to be to elect Hillary Clinton as president and elect enough members of Congress <laughs> and get enough Supreme Court justices. So that's their grand scheme to steal the country. That's the scheme. So, okay, we, we should but set up who is who Dinesh D'Souza. D'Souza. Yeah. So he was like a Reagan, he worked in the Reagan White House when he was a fairly young man out of Dartmouth College at that point. He's an Indian immigrant. He came from Mumbai. I guess coming out of the Reagan White House, like he was kind of a writer for a lot of conservative magazines. Kind of a, a William F. Buckley in training in those days. Like he, yeah. he, I think, thought of himself. Nowadays, he's more of a more of a flywheel. But yeah, back then, <laughs> he kind of like positioned himself as the the intellectual conservative. Hard to believe. I know. Given what we've just <laughs> but seen. but also, I mean, even in the four years since this film, he seems to have just gone off the rails. Yeah. Because this movie is relatively sane compared to. I, I mean, I haven't seen them, but the two movies he's made since seem to be progressively nuttier. <laughs> right. We, uh, uh, he, so he wrote a book called The Roots of Obama's Rage, which kind of were repeated to a large extent in this movie. And then he became the president of a very small university called King's College in New York <laughs> that no one had ever heard of and a lot of people thought might be a scam. <laughs> and then used all of that cachet to get this film made. Uh, and boy... You can see there's money up on that screen. This is a globe-trotting journey to find out the roots of Barack Obama. Dinesh D'Souza's uh, whole shtick for his career is being an Indian immigrant who says that there's no racism in America. Yeah, right. yeah, th- that's his thing. He has a, a mm. book um, which I often consider ironically buying, but but never do, called "The End of Racism." Well, imagine, <laughs> imagine taking that to the checkout. The thing <laughs> is, it's too big. It would occupy too much space in my apartment if it were just a little paperback. Hey, can you imagine people coming over and seeing? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a great you, you conversation. Brought a, you piece. brought a date home. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, but wait, I also have like. That's yeah, next to your copy of, of Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> I, I'll bring a date home and said, now the real reason I brought you here is to tell you some shocking facts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this movie opens. Uh, oh God, what a what a garden of delights this movie is. <laughs> the, the movie opens with Dinesh D'Souza, who uh, is the writer and co-director of this film, being interviewed just talking to the camera as if he's a talking head interview and he's not in his own movie (laughs) talking about uh, how what he loves about America is that it's the only country where you can make your own destiny and you know if I'd stayed in India my destiny would have been given to me there would have been arranged marriage never would have gone a mile out of my hometown blah 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 and then we see him we see some hilarious reenactments of Dinesh D'Souza at what college did he go to Uh, Uh, Dartmouth yeah in the in the dining hall yeah, in, yeah. The, in the dining hall where, where some sort of white hippie is talking to him, saying, <laughs> like, Hey, man, I want to go to India, man. It sounds really cool. It sounds really liberating, man. And then he's like, why would you say that? 
Uh, in India, we have arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> really, America is is much more liberating. And like, could you and imagine this... actually saying that to some guy who just said, "Oh yeah, I'd love to visit India." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he really put that hypothetical dude from college in place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorite parts of the movie is uh, Dinesh and his fellow young Republicans at Dartmouth uh, <laughs> make this uh, create this like student newspaper, which is uh, kind of like imagine the Harvard Lampoon, but Republican. It's a little bit transgressive, you know, uh, and, and against the grain. And we see the we see like four young Republicans at the the dean's office. They've been called in, and the dean, you know, turns around a copy of their their uh, satirical rag, and the cover and the front cover of it has Jimmy Carter as Alfred E. Newman, and what me worry as the headline. It's a little little. It's a little bit iconoclastic. And we see a close up of the dean's face, just looking <laughs> looking really like. Come on, boys. <laughs> and then it cuts over to these four young Republicans, you know, tittering to each other. And you hear D'Souza say in narration, they said it was sophomoric, but we were sophomores. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, you can you can imagine you, you can imagine what a ruckus that picture of Jimmy Carter as Alfred E. Newman would have caused on campus. Oh my god! Yeah, that like that that sub national lampoon kind of stuff. Like not trying. even Mad Magazine. Uh, no. Basically, all they did was just uh. like that. Probably was a Mad Magazine yeah, cover, it, it right? Probably was. They just stole it. Yeah. That might have been why they were called into the office was because Mad Magazine called the dean and was like, "Hey, can yeah, you stop, stop using our Please. copyrighted characters." <laughs> So let, let's talk about the structure of this film because I think, I mean, as far as there is a structure, like this movie really, it surprised me because I expected that it was just going to be outright wacky from the beginning. And like, it sort of is, except that Dinesh D'Souza, a lot of, like, this is such a fucking lazy movie <laughs> because a lot of it is just excerpts from Obama's widely published book, Dreams from My Father. Not only that, but the audiobook. Like, he has like Barack Obama yeah. kind of narrates this movie. And then, he, and then he just kind of goes to, like, places that are mentioned in the book, and it's, like, as if he's uncovered something new, and that occupies, like, a huge swath of the film. Like, I would say more than half is just him doing that before, and, you know, and then he develops out of that this idea that um, Obama is opposed to the United States, that his values are... Like he's actually engaged. Basically, he has daddy issues, yeah. and he's and he's he's uh, taking them out on the glittering ideal that is America with this kind of uh, communistic collectivist uh, anti-colonialism that that uh, that all that all goes back to Africa. So D'Souza, having established something about his own biography, is kind of I think trying to imply that like I'm a good immigrant because I assimilated to the American idea, uh, whereas you know. Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, you know, not so much. He kind of puts himself and Obama in parallel to each other. It's mm. like, well, we were both We had immigrants. so many things in common. We, we both went to an Ivy League school. We both married in uh, 19, whenever it was. They were born the same year. Mm-hmm. They were born the same year. Uh, they got married the same year. They, they graduated uh, yep. college the same year. I mean, year. Uh, unlike Obama, Dinesh D'Souza uh, cheated on his wife. <laughs> when he's divorced. Which I love, also love how he demonstrates it by uh, a series of basically tarot cards. Yeah, he's falling he pulls them up. <laughs> but the the movie is based on uh, so the whole setup of this movie is hilariously disingenuous because <laughs> because first of all it's based on this false assumption that when Obama came into office the American people knew absolutely nothing about him mm-hmm. you know we knew so much, so much about the life story of uh, of Clinton and George W Bush but uh, but who was this guy who and, just this junior senator who just came out of and, nowhere and I'm going to tell you by reading his widely published and read book <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's just been that's just been re-released 
least because of the election. (laughs) And he has this kind of disingenuous attitude where he's like, as an immigrant, I was intrigued by Obama and wanted to know how the two of us, you know, how how our shared experiences might have informed the way he governed. And he talked a little bit about, um, he wanted to find out what motivated Obama because he was perplexed by some of the... uh, some of the decisions Obama made in his early months of office, uh, most notably returning a bust of Winston Churchill <laughs> to the British. He thought that was a very peculiar thing for Obama to do. And of course, as we find out, that's evidence of his anti-colonialism. <laughs> There's that. Also, the fact that he asked NASA to be nicer to Muslims, which yes. that, to, he's to, like, yeah, he's to like, not go to the moon again, mm-hmm. get rid of that plan and instead engage more nations on Earth in space exploration which is against nasa's proud history of like colonizing other planets <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely that's america's and that's pa- moon. right and that's part of his anti-colonial agenda and we should say something about the aesthetic of this film because it's actually okay like this film just looks crazy because like in addition to these weird scenes of like bad historical reenactments that look like they're from a sort of D-list PBS special or something. Um, You know, like The Secret History of the Civil War would have some title like that. Like, there's all these scenes where Dinesh D'Souza does interviews, but then he's, like, on the phone in, like, a public space on a cell phone, and then it keeps cutting to, like, the person he's interviewing who's in a hotel room somewhere or whatever... Right, and, and it's, it's some historian or something. Yeah. yeah, it's always some like some some nondescript like expert or whatever. But it seems like he's trying to, like Dinesh D'Souza. When the film starts, he knows what the thesis of the film is, and yet the right. whole time he's talking as if this is like join me on my personal like yeah. journey yeah. of like my excavation of you know. Yeah. Well, it's like he's a secret agent who's mm-hmm. getting like it's like he's getting yeah. classified <laughs> intel from these. Like, yeah, it's historians. like it's like it's like the scenes in like a James Bond movie when James Bond is is on the phone on the phone with somebody in MI6. Like, see if you can find a file for Goldfinger. And, yeah, uh, I found the secret book Dreams from My Father. Yeah. What, 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 Ethan what, Hunt. You have to know. Yeah. Barack Obama. Some of Barack Obama's dad's friends were coming. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the guy yeah. on the phone is like well the amazing thing is a white junior senator could have never been elected president it was obama's race that played a role in his victory and and you cut to dinesh d'souza on the other end of the line being like whoa and, and it's like they it really does look like they like like they recorded the audio and then they like must have reenacted it like yeah it, yeah it, so oh, yeah. it just looks so ridiculous Uh, And there are lots of scenes of Dinesh D'Souza getting on planes and we see him reading his dog-eared copy of Dreams from my father, kind of like like on the airplane. You know, we see him wandering around India and wandering around Kenya. (laughs) I also love it everywhere he goes, he treats it as exotically as possible. So like Hawaii, Mm -hmm. he goes to Hawaii because that's where Barack Obama was born, which uh, he points out, he says... uh, Two newspapers reported his birth, as though just like that needs to be said. Well, well, I, I guess he wanted to like signal. Listen, we're not we're not a birther movie. Yeah, like we're serious. Yeah, or or maybe even that's just to remind some people that like. By the way, the evidence we have two newspapers. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, Where's the birth certificate? Yeah. Where? Uh, hey, I don't know. Uh, when he goes to Hawaii, for example, there's tons of shots. He's like, "There's the Hawaii that we all know," which is like 
hula and like <laughs> and uh, tiki drinks, yeah, or tiki drinks, tiki things drinks. like that. And he proceeds to just show us entirely stock footage of that. And then there's mm-hmm. a great scene where Dinesh D'Souza is learning how to hula. I guess. <laughs> um, so it, and like Kenya is the same thing. Like everywhere it goes in Kenya, it's just like he, there's a shot of a lion for no reason. At yeah, one there's point. some there's some people like there's like some generic like a Westerner's idea of what African music yeah. is. Like so, it basically comes the thesis of the film, such as it is, is that. Uh, Barack Obama Sr. was uh, kind of a radical leftist, anti-colonial Kenyan. And the fact that he basically abandoned young Barry and only met him, you know, for one visit, but they they corresponded, that left a big hole in young Barry's heart. And young Barry was always seeking the love and approval of his father and, as such, wanted to learn more and more about his father's views and now is implementing them on America. Which we find out because he talked to a child psychologist pretty early. <laughs> yeah. And the child psychologist, like, really irresponsibly goes along. And D- D'Souza's like, don't you think it's possible that Obama really wanted to, like, please his dad? So he took on all of his radical <laughs> yeah, ideologies. And questions. the guy's like, yeah, I guess that's possible. Sure. <laughs> like, my, there's a lot of that going on. My favorite scene in the movie, though, even better than that scene at Dartmouth, um, <laughs> is when Dinesh D'Souza gets his biggest blockbuster interview, which is George oh. Obama, oh. one of uh, Barack Obama's half-brothers. This was so painful. And y- you can tell, like, clearly Dinesh D'Souza used every drop of usable footage <laughs> that he could have from this. I guess there was some brief controversy in the 2008 election where George Obama was living in relative poverty um, and the conservative media was wondering why Barack Obama wasn't helping his brother. And so we see Dinesh D'Souza and George Obama on a bench somewhere in Kenya, and Dinesh lobs a bunch of leading questions to him, like, don't you think it's strange that your brother is the president of the United States and he isn't helping you? And one by one, George Obama basically just does not engage with <laughs> He just keeps saying, well, I mean, he's got his own stuff to worry about. It's like, I'm, I'm an adult, family, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then Dinesh D'Souza says stuff like, okay, yeah, I mean, I see that. That's interesting. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, the other week, Obama was giving a speech where he talked about uh, Cain and Abel. And, you know, <laughs> I'm my brother's keeper. Would you say... He is your keeper. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, well, I don't know. Oh, I mean, no. he has his family. I'm, I'm part of the family. But, I, you know, I, I'm not his responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, does not give an answer more than 10 words yeah. to any question. <laughs> and then Dinesh D'Souza, like visibly uncomfortable, is reduced to reading passages from, I guess, George Obama's Some auto- book autobiography, yeah. which clearly was ghostwritten by somebody else, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. He reads two passages that are basically not anti-colonial. There's one particularly controversial passage where he says, the white colonialists left Kenya in the 60s, and now um, Kenya is an economic ruin. Apartheid was overthrown in the early 90s, and South Africa is now close to being a developed nation. Um, And maybe the whites should have stayed longer in Kenya. And so he reads that out to George Obama, and George Obama basically goes, yeah. (laughs) The theme of the articles was that uh, Obama had not done anything to help you. I think he has a family of his own. He's supposed to help his family. Right. But uh, don't you think you're part of his family? Yeah, I'm part of his family, but I'm I'm over age, so I help myself. You're an adult. You can help yourself. I understand. Well, let me put it a different way. Recently, President Obama spoke, and he was quoting from the famous um, um, story uh, of Cain and Abel. Right, let's bring up uh, the Bible. We are brother's keeper. Now, my point is, you are his brother. Has he been your keeper? Go ask him. He's got other issues to deal with. 
Well, he's taking care of the world, but don't yeah, you start at home? he's taking care of the world, so he's taking care of me. I'm part of the world. So you mean when he, when he fights to stop global warming, it helps you? Yeah. Because there's less carbon in the world and yeah. you can breathe a little more easily. Right, so he doesn't have to help you directly, is what you're saying. No, he doesn't have to be that. Yeah. Okay. Like, what does Dinesh D'Souza think he's proving with yeah, this? Yeah, is he, is he trying to demonstrate that colonialism is good? This is actually a line this movie walks, like, the entire film. Yeah, is right. That D'Souza keeps saying stuff about colonialism that seems kind of positive. Well, basically, he seems to be in favor of... He seems to be in favor of colonialism. He seems in favor of it. He, he bla- yeah. He's like, he basically, he, he characterized like the third world, you know, there's this collectivist ideology that comes comes out of anti-colonialism and anti-colonialism is predicated on the idea that, you know, uh, it's, it's the West that's responsible for the poverty. Of, and what's crazy is he's saying this in order to disprove it um, or to rebut it. And yet he always says it with all this footage of like, British troops in in India or like mm. British troops in in Africa or whatever, and it's like he, he's acknowledging the historical reality of colonialism in some way. But he's also it, seemed to be seems to be like proffering that there are different kinds of colonialism that mm. that there are bad kinds, but also good kinds. Right. And a good kind might be like India or or yeah. Iraq, right? Of yeah. course, yeah. <laughs> so so late in the movie when he's coming up with his theses on what. Obama's America will look like in 2016. Basically, it's taking all troops out of the Middle East, having no American presence in the Middle East, so that all the evil Middle Eastern nations can essentially form a United States of Israel, as he calls it. Obama literally just announced that, like, there's going to be American (laughs) troops in Afghanistan, like, till, like, I think 2020. Yeah. So... (laughs) Sorry, Dinesh. Or uh, United States of Islam, you mean, Will. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. The United States of Islam. Um, (laughs) And... Dinesh D'Souza seems unclear as as to whether Obama is sincere in being anti-colonialist and thinking that, or being pseudo-isolationist mm. in the sense that we shouldn't intervene in the Middle East. But also he seems to be suggesting that Obama is actively trying to undermine America mm. because he hates America like and what it stands for. Like he's some kind of sleeper agent or something. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. And he wants to make the Middle East more powerful and to have, mm. to have the evil countries in the Middle East to have more nuclear weapons than yeah. us. And that's why he's disarming us. Yeah. Because in his, well, also the movie makes him insane. Claim. Like at one point they show a map of like where all the nuclear missiles are in the world. And the numbers and are wrong. The numbers are definitely mm-hmm. wrong because they suggest North Korea has 90, which yeah. North Korea doesn't, I don't think we know that they have one. I mean, I like, think they've, they've had like sort of successful tests. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a map where 90 is the number next to North Korea. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's doing this and he's suggesting the United States of Islam, but he's also proposing like pretty broadly that, um, Barack Obama is driven by this anti-colonialist ideology because he's uh, trying to like reconnect with his dad in some way. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, he ta- so after talking to the child psychologist, like he actually just plays a ton of these clips from the audiobook, which are often done over footage of like barefoot children playing soccer in Kenya, right, right. or uh, somebody throwing some dirt on a grave <laughs> and saying things like, "I wept because I did not know my father, but I knew that I, you know." I was him and like even in Chicago yeah. I knew like part of my heart was back in Kenya and it's like what is this proof exactly? and, and even like he even thinks he's very clever by having pointed out the book is called Dreams from My Father no. it's right there it's not Dreams of My Father no it's yeah. Dreams from My Father yeah, and then you might as well like draw like a triangle on the on the cover right. of the book you like see yeah uh, the smoking gun but I want to do you want to say something about this whole like so this whole idea that like you can explain Obama through I mean so obviously like the idea that Obama is like a socialist is ridiculous you know it's like this film is part of this whole wave of like conservative thinking after 2008 
that like deems this like mildly liberal like you know technocratic largely technocratic president as some like mortal threat uh to the united states and also as somebody who is kind of foreign to the united states even though obama's background is pretty much like that of a typical democratic like you know liberal democratic politician or whatever um but it's amazing to me like i think that there's a conservatives and liberals in the united states are sort of mirror images of one another in terms of how they conceptualize the other side like this is a whole movie which i'm sure a lot of like people in like the republican party base would totally buy into this idea that like Obama, like, he's emblematic of this kind of... Like, liberals have just, like, a cultural pathology. That's how you can explain it. Like, it's... I feel like all the Michael, the anti-Michael Moore movies we watched mm-hmm. always have these scenes where there's, like, some psychiatrist explaining... It's, like, it's a product of his narcissism or daddy issues mm-hmm. or it's, it's like... Uh, in my in my day job, you know, I spend a lot of time, like, on the, the right-wing, like, Twitter in Canada and stuff, and they think that... Uh, and even like a lot of our conser- our own conservative politicians, like this is what they think the left is. Like when you hear mm-hmm. Jason Kenney talking about the left, it's always like he's always talking about collectivism, and it's it's always this like like it's like this pathology. Like it's not even like it's not even a set of ideas that you can quite grapple with, like and engage with. It's this like malignant cultural pathology, and it's it's monolithic. So just like in this film where they talk about how like Obama's like really compromised healthcare position is somehow like the next step you know you have a little bit of welfare state and it ends in like stalinism (laughs) it's like that's what that's what this that's what this line of thinking is but similarly i kind of think liberals do the same thing with conservatives because they they think that like that the only way you can explain conservatism as is that it's just ignorance like they often Mm -hmm. refuse to grapple with it as like a a set of ideas on its own or is something that I mean just like I think American conservatives often think that like liberals like they're not really part of the American tradition like we're the American tradition I think liberals think the same thing about conservatives mm-hmm. so this is where I'm supposed to end it we with need like to a tra- bipartisan yeah. like we need to that's you, not where I was going have you but... seen this musical Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> uh, moral of the story vote Gary Johnson and uh, <laughs> thank you very much and good night um, no it's true it does kind of uh, do that and also by like just the same inference that the conservative media has done around Obama, which is like he and Bill Ayers were on a board once together, right. or oh, like yeah. he went to, and actually they bring He's up Bill Ayers. Edward so, Saeed. He, so he, yeah, he there, was there, one of Edward Said's students. There's a great yeah. scene where uh, Dinesh D'Souza outlines Obama's founding fathers, <laughs> so and and believe it or not, his fa- his founding fathers are not Jefferson Washington at all. <laughs> <laughs> The, they're Bill Ayers, uh, Edward Said, mm-hmm. Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah Wright. <laughs> yeah, just, there's, there's, he it's like, this, it's like this little tree where there's a picture of Obama, like with this web link, and then for no reason, there's just like this little picture of Yasser Arafat, who's never mentioned, <laughs> well, and he's like smaller than all the others. Well, but he's just there. That's because like, where's Yasser? That's because <laughs> that's because uh, Obama attended a fundraiser for Palestine <laughs> that Edward Said organized. Yeah, what? What this fundraiser was actually raising money for, we'll never know. Because yeah, the next yeah. what the fundraiser have was. It was raising money specifically for, for Yasser Arafat yeah, so that assume. it could support his lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of 5.5 founding fathers. Right, yeah, yeah. What I also like about that part is, yeah, we get back to Jeremiah Wright. Like, I saw this movie in a theater. So unlike you guys, I saw this when it came out. That's I amazing. Was, uh, in New York City, and I saw it in a movie theater with... I would say largely conspiracy theorists in trench coats and like chemtrail types. Even like yeah, and oh yeah, like like coming out of it, it was just people talking about nine eleven and stuff. But um, 
Like, they were cheering a lot. But when they got to the Five Founding Fathers part, when Jeremiah Wright came up, you could hear people in the audience going like, ah, oh, this again? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, we all, we did this already. Like, we know this this isn't going to work. Yeah. Uh, you interviewed somebody involved in this film, right? I did. So I did not interview Dinesh D'Souza, which I think is probably a stroke of luck because apparently he's a very competitive interview. But I interviewed the head of Rocky. We'd love to have him on this podcast. He'd be by great. By the way, Dinesh, if you're, if you're listening. Yeah. He, Come on. he loves picking fights. So I think this would be fun. Uh, no, I interviewed the head of Rocky Mountain Pictures, uh, which is the company that for a while put out a lot of like i think they put out not god's not dead but i think they put out one of those like religious uh dramas yeah. with kevin sorbo in it yeah uh, <laughs> they put out uh 2016 obama's america so expelled I, no expelled intelligence allowed no yeah um so i interviewed the head of that for like an article about uh conservative movies and talking to the guy i was just like yeah so how'd you get into this he's like yeah, I don't know who I'm going to vote for in this next election. I just uh, put out movies that make money. Like, basically, Rocky yeah. Mountain Pictures, all they put out for a long time were, like, teen horror movies and, like, semi-softcore pornography. <laughs> and then they got into this kind of by accident because, like, the friend of the guy who runs the company was like, yeah, do you want to put out my conservative documentary? He's like, yeah, sure. And then that made money. So they kind of got into the cottage industry. And uh, in the interview at one point, the guy said, you know, if you gave me a movie by Michael Moore, I'd put it out if it would make me some money. Yeah, and that ended up being like the poll quote that kind of went around a little bit, and the guy kind of walked it back when <laughs> interesting <laughs> somebody else called him. One thing that comes up quite a bit in this movie in regard to the rise of Barack Obama is that he was elected simply because he was black, and Americans feel guilty about slavery. Like this right. comes up a lot that people say like no white senator would have ever hit this this thing, and that's one of the reasons the right likes Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah, so they can yeah. have a non-white guy say who will make these thing. points. Um, and it's illustrated in actually my favorite scene in the movie where Dinesh D'Souza is saying like, hey, racism isn't that bad in America. There's a scene where a black guy walks into a bar. This is a recreation just a scene. Just random black guy. Random black guy walks into a bar, sits down next to two white guys, and they just stand up and walk away. And the black guy looks really sad. And then 10 seconds later, they come out with a birthday cake. <laughs> and the he's entire like, bar like, stands up and applauds. He's got a face that's like, for me? <laughs> um that's him talking about uh, Dinesh D'Souza when he had uh, an onstage debate with uh, Jesse Jackson about <laughs> whether or not America's a racist society. And his trump card for Jesse Jackson was... So he says the fact that uh, you have this ideal just proves that America is morally superior. And he says, you know, yeah, there is there is some racism, but I mean, there's nothing, no racism can prevent people like you and me from realizing our dreams, basically. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's a nice, nice message. Yes, we can. <laughs> At the very end of the film, Dinesh D'Souza says, so are we going to get four more years of empty slogans or are, are we going to get solutions? And what's interesting about that is he spent 90 minutes basically saying that it's not just empty slogans. It's a very deliberate and malicious attempt by this kind of sinister man to undermine everything that makes America great. And then it's kind of like, ah, but he was just an empty suit all along. Just minutes before, he's been talking about Obama's, if Obama wins re-election, this is when socialism finally comes to America. And yeah. his evidence for this is there's a, a clip of uh, him on stage with Russian President Dmitry uh, Med Medvedev, Medvedev, or, Medvedev yeah. or whatever. Uh, and he's just sort of saying into his ear, like, once I have a second term, I'll have more flexibility or something. And mm -hmm. then the Russian president says, okay, I'll, I'll convey this message to, to Vladimir or whatever, mm -hmm. and who was the prime minister at the time. And it's like, uh, it's like, this is his evidence for like, aha, like the smoking gun, <laughs> yeah. like, Obama, Obama's gonna, you know, um, Obama's gonna bring socialism to America. Right. And who knows what they were talking about? They like, could they, have been talking <laughs> about literally anything. This yeah. is like, this is like the part of, I mean, 
It's kind of like when, um, I mean, obviously he does it in a better spirit, but it is like in Fahrenheit and 11 where Michael Moore has the clip of George Bush kind of somewhat out of context. And he's like, some people call you the elite. I call you my base or yeah. whatever. And it's it's kind of like, I mean... Except Moore was kind of using that facetiously. He's using it a bit facetiously, but it, but it's it's like... Moore also just has... Maybe that's a bad example, but he also has this habit of kind of just showing these things which are kind of... They're already part of the public record, and mm-hmm. then he just kind of makes it seem like they mean something else. Mm-hmm. Or he uses them as like a narrative segue into some point he wants to make when it, it's not really warranted given their context. Mm-hmm. So really, he—I mean—he is the conservative Michael Moore in those ways. I think I know he has resisted that comparison. I know whenever that comes up, to well, I don't think he's ever like, made a film as good as like Roger and me. Yeah, and he's no, not certainly not. He's that. definitely he—he he lacks Moore's sense of humor, mm. and his his movies are not um, kind of uh, electrifying. They're very—it's very—it's very modelin and very gloomy. Do you think Dinesh D'Souza thinks he's charming? Like, he must think oh, he's Oh, I think so. I yeah. mean, there are just so many shots of him, like, looking pensive on an airplane yeah. or a stoop. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple shots of him, like, interacting with locals in Kenya that would suggest that he thinks he's, like, a cool guy because he's, like, down with anybody. Well, do you remember when he's talking about how he started working at the Reagan White House? He was like, Reagan just been elected president. A lot of us young guys were coming to Washington just wanting to be part of this Reagan thing, this... <laughs> And I love how he's trying to position the Reagan presidency as like, oh yeah, it was this it was this cool time and all so much youth culture. Yeah, yeah. There was so much youthful <laughs> vibrancy around the Reagan presidency. Yeah, as so always like Monty Python and the BBC. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah or like the Beatles in Hamburg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so this movie was uh, pretty damn successful at the box office as far as these things go, and it was kind of um, critical critically acclaimed also well in some circles (laughs) i well i remember that when it was not among the 15 uh movies shortlisted for the best documentary oscar dinesh d'souza said something along the lines of well the academy can pretend that uh, movies like this is not a film are better than 2016 obama's america if they want (laughs) and clearly dinesh d'souza just picked the movie at random but that's an incredibly beautiful film (laughs) that he picked the the, the movie by the suppressed iranian director (laughs) jafar panahi it's definitely a movie with fewer terrible reenactments, I'll say that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so 2016 Obama's America, I feel with, like, was kind of um, Dinesh D'Souza's farewell to being a vaguely reputable voice on the right. Yeah, it all went downhill for him, like, after this, a right. little bit. So right? he lost his job at his um, fraud college <laughs> beca- because of scandals in his personal life. Right, mm-hmm. which were what? Uh, uh, well, he it's, got it's a Catholic college. Yeah, he got he cheated on his wife and got divorced, and it was like a specifically Catholic institution. So I think they were very mad at him right. because of that. Yeah, and then meanwhile he was found guilty of fraud for a campaign violation, which was so. Here's what happened with that. So uh, Dinesh D'Souza in 2014 spent some time in jail because he donated to senatorial candidates under several like made up names, mm-hmm. and like gave money to other people to give to Senate candidates, which is like specifically illegal. Right, uh, and it's a way that you get around campaign finance laws i guess sure. like in terms of how like a max on how much money you're allowed to give so uh, he broke the law fair and square oh, but and, and apparently in his new film uh which you know we're, we haven't been blessed uh with being able to see it yet but mm-hmm. apparently like there's a whole arc in that about how like the reason that they put him in prison was because like he's this radical filmmaker and yeah he's telling the truth yeah if, if you dare to question the obama administration they will shut you down <laughs> and there's this great uh clip that's online of him talking at uh, a conservative conference earlier this year where he said you know four years ago um, I made the film 2016 Obama's America which 
which kind of upset the thin-skinned narcissist in the White House. And so for a relatively minor campaign finance infraction, I was locked up overnight for eight months in a federal confinement center. Now, I just, wanna, I just mentioned that because I want to tell you that if that film got me eight months in the slammer, this new movie is going to earn me life in prison. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, again, you know, uh, I'm glad that you're going to go to America and sort things out. You're going to fix this mess that Barack Hussein Obama has left yeah. us with. I'm very glad I can. Or you're it. just going to be there for the twilight of the, you know, the, the last kind of husk of what was once a glittering ideal just in time for uh, Hillary Clinton to come and, and turn it into a socialist society. Well, mm. as they say at the end of this film, when a child is looking at a book that has a list of the history of world empires, uh, <laughs> United States Empire, 1945 to 2016. <laughs> it's all over, guys. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh, excited to go in the middle of maybe the craziest time to be there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, thanks for having me back. It's been, uh, I mean... Uh, it's been fun talking with you guys. Yeah, you're truly the Pete Best of Michael and us. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, so, uh, until next time, as always, I was Will Sloan. I was Luke Savage. And I'm Michael Moore. Gotcha. <laughs> Chris Brube. See you later, guys. It all began when the Obama administration tried to shut me up. You know, gang's all about stealing, man. What did I learn? All crime is about stealing. The big criminals are still at large. Didn't uh, see any reason to keep them. The system doesn't go after them. Because they run the system. It's time to go behind the curtain and discover the soul of the Democratic Party. Fifty lashes. Ah, no! Does that feel? Come on! The Democrats support slaves. This Civil Rights Act will allow colored men to sit at the same table beside the white guests. Tammany Hall Democrats who are now furnishing arms to the Ku Klux Klan. To the Democratic Party. Why has all this been swept under the rug? To cover the tracks of the Democratic Party. And we're not even talking about ancient history. The racism continued well into the 20th century. That as long as a black man continue to ravage our white women, we will continue to lynch him. we got to give him a little something. Plantation politics. The Democrats went from slavery to enslavement. Corrupt big city bosses, that's how you get corrupt unions. What does progressive actually mean? Social engineering and social control. The most merciful thing that a large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. The opening video of the Democratic Convention in 2012, government is the one thing we all belong to. Is, no, government belongs to us. We don't belong to it. What are these Democrats hiding? This is about buying and selling influence by foreign oligarchs and foreign governments. When you follow the money, there are very, very few coincidences. What if the goal of the Democratic Party is to steal the most valuable thing the world has ever produced? What if their plan is to steal 
America. Who will stop them now?